right, yeah, I'm good. Cool. You want to start it off? Uh, sure. All right. What's up, y'all? This is this my podcast number ninety three. Thank y'all for joining us. Yeah, we, we got, got a 93. very motherfucking special guest in the building. Uh, he's a, a coworker of mine. Um, he's a community organizer, a record producer, DJ, Chicano nationalist, <laughs> San Jose celebrity Jose Valle. Thank you, Matt. AKA Raza del Sol. Thanks for thanks for kicking it with us, man. We're excited yeah, to have gracias. you on here. I've been uh, waiting a... for this day all my life. It's waiting for my big break, you know? <laughs> this is basically in the Chicano community. This is like receiving a Nobel Prize. Yeah, damn near. <laughs> but it's damn near. It's the... in the shape of the, the, the Asla, or the... The eagle. The eagle. The huelga <laughs> <laughs> bird. The huelga bird. We got to make bird. sure. We got to do it right. Come the on. The huelga bird. There you yeah. go. <laughs> We're here actually in the this mother office for the first time in a month or two. Yeah, I haven't been here in a minute. I haven't been here in a minute. It's been... I've been trying to avoid it because I haven't paid rent. So I'm usually here when you guys ain't around. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, what's good, dude? How's it going? Doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah. How how do you describe yourself? Like when people, because all the things that I said, your organizer, producer, all this shit. Right. You are all those things, but what what do you consider yourself? Fuck. Uh, you know, I'm Chicano to the bone. You know, <laughs> straight from the barrio, straight from the hood. You know. Um, you know, I really, I really hate labels, but I think sometimes labels are important in order for, uh, you know, uh, to distinguish, distinguish what you or what others, you feel me, what, uh, what you stand on, right? Where your position is or how you came to be in this world, right? So sometimes it's important. Sometimes it's a little too, too much. Yeah. Where'd you grow up? Where are you from? Like where are your parents from and stuff? Yeah, I, I grew up in Eastside Sanjo in this uh, real small neighborhood. Uh, called Pensacola. Pensacola Projects is basically this government housing projects on the east side by Story and King. Um, on the, it's basically on the outskirts of the the greater Palmas neighborhood. Um, I grew up there, um, uh, pretty much all my life till I was maybe like my mid twenties or so. I moved out. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family on, on my mom's side, they're all from Porterville, so we got about four generations, five generations out there. Damn. Uh, Where's Porterville exactly? Portos is a, a little small farm town. Okay. In uh, I guess Central California. Central yeah. Yeah, Tulare County. Okay. Um, so uh, my grandfather, he first came here as a bracero, uh back in the fifties or sixties or so, and uh, yeah, he stayed. He been out there ever since. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, and then uh, my parents used to work in the fields. My mom, and my dad, and. And then when Silicon Valley was uh, uh, growing during the what the late seventies and early eighties, you know they were they were pissing, passing out jobs like crack, you know, <laughs> you know. So uh, my mom and dad were able to get a job and work in the basically the tech factories on the assembly line. Yeah. yeah. What? What? Who did they work for back then? Like, what were the? It was like what HP and that and like Shit, Lockheed I, and do you know? I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. But some something of another, you know, all them. Yeah. Uh, startups came and went you know what i'm saying but uh they were they're basically doing all the uh um you know the work on the assembly line just putting the chips together making sure they're clean passing it to the next on the assembly line yeah yeah that's crazy because yeah. that sort of work actually i mean this is known as silicon valley and that mm-hmm. actually used to happen here they used to actually do manufacturing and assembly and, right and, and packaging of, of that sort of stuff and all that stuff is now in china Right, right. There used and to be a lot of good hollies, man. A lot yeah. of good jobs. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, what's pretty feeding me about that was cool is that, like, during the 80s, a lot of Rasa, a lot of Chicanos were able to become middle class. You know, the yeah. whole white picket fence. Yeah. You feel me? Pay, uh, you know, um, a mortgage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Your parents were able to do that? Car loan and all that. Uh, yeah, we um, we actually never be, were able to, um, you know, get a little pad or anything like that. We yeah. stayed stayed in uh pensacola like all my life yeah. um until my mom uh, until the recession happened you yeah. know she, she ended up losing her job in the in the tech right yeah because everyone started losing their jobs uh yeah. but eventually uh she moved out to arizona and i just decided to stay Still out because i always been independent yeah <laughs> got it uh, what's the what was the like pensacola is that like all mexican all chicano or is it, it, it it's a mixed neighborhood actually yeah. so um you know, it's it's a mixed neighborhood of like uh, Chicanos, uh, Mexicanos, Nicaraguenses. I grew up with a lot of Nicaraguenses hmm. and a lot of blacks. It's technically a black neighborhood to this day. You still got a lot of uh, uh, brothers 
living out there. It's probably one of the very few black neighborhoods in San Juan. Cause That's what a, I was going to say, man. Yeah. I rarely, I just right? legit yeah. rarely see black yeah. people in San Jose now. Yeah. There, there never really was too much. Uh-huh. The only time, the, personally, when I was growing up, there was only like two places in San Juan where there was a lot of blacks. That's Pensacola, that's my neighborhood, uh-huh. and Seven Trees. And mm-hmm. really outside of that, they're, re- they're really, there's never been a big black yeah. population out here. This is typically, I guess, like in Oakland and San Francisco, Exactly, right? yeah. exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, speaking on it, that's kind of like, um, that's why San Juan has had a very unique character yeah. uh, generationally, you know, as far as culture. You know, culturally, we're probably, I know a lot of homies don't like to hear it, but we're probably more closer to what L.A. is yeah. than the rest of the Bay Area, <laughs> you know, because we're sort of isolated. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have a big bridge. You yeah. feel me connecting our way. The only thing sure. that touches water is Alviso. Ain't nothing going on in Alviso. Right. You know, water treatment plant there. In we got Hala Raza. We yeah. got more Raza than any other city in Northern California going back to the 1800s. So, uh, you know, for that, for those reasons, uh, you know, culturally, San Jose is, is very, very different from the rest of the Bay Area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Did you feel that like when you were growing up? How old are you? Like 35, 36. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to ask. No, you so lose count there. after a while, man. I, yeah, yeah. But I'm trying to figure out, like, so when you were a kid, you know, you were a kid, like, it was like Battle of the Bay, you know, Oakland versus San Francisco baseball and all that, like, and there yeah. were, like, sports teams and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, where do where did most San Jose kids feel, like, that yeah. loyalty to? I think we're probably, uh, you know, San was probably more of an open door and we could kind of choose whatever, I guess. Okay. <laughs> uh, Whoever know, was doing uh, well. We didn't have our own fucking team until like the saying. 90s, which was the hockey. Who the fuck watches hockey? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, but, uh, but you know, they gave us the Sharks and we stayed loyal to that shit. But, uh, <laughs> but other than that, like, as far as like real major teams out there, you know, uh, for myself, I like the A's and I like the Niners, both sides of the Bay. Okay. You know, some people they like to s- stick with one city or the next, but right because you'd I mean, be like A's and Raiders versus Giants and Niners. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That's dope. Um, I didn't know that about you, man. We I, <laughs> so for those that don't, I work with Jose. We see each other pretty much every day. Um, it, yeah. Uh, uh, really dope working next to you. you really do. a blessing to be by the side of the famous Yerba. <laughs> you know, it's like working with this little degenerate right here, Jose. You know what's hilarious? Is that, <laughs> I, I, we've talked uh, about this. This guy's got caught doing a few things he's not supposed to do. I don't know if we should he's Jerking off it. at work again? <laughs> <laughs> damn near, eh? Damn near. Oh, but, you know, we did some participatory defense, went to meetings, got him straight on, on the right path. So we good. <laughs> Yeah, so I work here with uh, Jose at, at Debug, which is a community organizing um, uh, unit here in San Jose, California. They do a lot of dope work here. Jose is really like, well, I'm not joking around when he, I say he's like a staple here in San Jose. And so that, a lot of the, the what's dope I feel about Jose is that I feel like um, every, like all the work that you do seemingly has like one uh objective you know of like not not one objective but you're basically in my opinion you're basically fighting for you know representation of chicanos of raza yeah yeah underserved underprivileged people here in in san jose right right that's more or less what the fuck you dedicate yourself to and and from what i see day to day yeah i appreciate that Uh yeah man i mean uh i do a little of everything of course i'm an activist i work at debug so you know and i do this shit not just because you know I got a hobby. You want Instagram likes? Me. You just want to you want to be the next Sean Yeah, I, I ain't doing it for the <laughs> likes and shit. You know, I rarely take selfies and shit like that. I don't think I've ever took a fucking selfie. Um, you know, I come from a different generation, 80s and 90s, you know. It's just a whole different generation, you know. Uh, and um, But for sure, everything that I dedicate myself, you know, I always have my raza in mind, whether it's culturally... Um, whether it's, um, you know, politically, you know, definitely always have uh, the Ras in mind for sure. Mm-hmm. That's, how, how did you, um, uh, let me step back a little bit, but how did you get into this work exactly? I don't think I've ever really asked you this. Like, yeah, damn. So, yeah, so we were talking about earlier. At Debug, you're saying? Yeah, just, or Debug or organizing in work in general. Because yeah, we were just yeah. talking about how you were a young Sanjonero in the, yeah, that's right. in the 80s and East the 90s. Side and let's, East let's, Side Sanjonero. East Side Sanjonero. Let the record, straight. let the record know. <laughs> Uh, fuck, eh? You know, uh, you know, growing up, you know, uh, uh, so uh, my parents had uh, had divorced 
at an early age. I was sometime in middle school, you know what I'm saying? And uh, so, uh, you know, my mom pretty much raised me out there, but I learned to be really independent um, from an early age. I dropped out of high school when I was 16. I was working full-time during school hours, actually, hmm. at Radio Shack, which used to be where the Walmart is now on Story Road. Hmm. And uh, so, um, you know, I learned to be really independent. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you know, I lived in the neighborhood that I lived in. So, you know, I was, of course, influenced to, by all the bullshit that you have to go through hmm. when you live in the hood. But at the same time, you know, whatever was going on at home. And um, I think that I always had an interest in politics, you know, history, culture. So, you know, um, uh, for me, it was more so, um, you know, as a as a kid growing up, I was always trying to make sense out of shit. Um, you know, and uh, trying to, you know, connect the dots. What is what? Um, uh, I ended up uh, uh, hooking up with an ex-old lady of mine. Uh, her father was uh, actually uh, Curly, uh, Curly Estramera, which is a, a former uh, political prisoner and member of the Black Liberation Army. Oh, shit. And here I am, you know, with my Dickies and Sharks jersey and shit like that, <laughs> you know, just kicking it at their pad and... This fool would have, like, you know, all of these, like, famous people, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, famous, not necessarily in entertainment, but famous in the political world. Uh, you know, a former black uh, Panthers and, and people involved in the American Indian movement and shit like that, you know, um, the Nation of Islam and, you know, people that I just kind of, like, I only read about, you know, because I've always been interested in this shit, but never doing anything about it, so... They uh they would constantly try to invite me to their meetings and to their actions and shit like that and finally I gave them a chance so it's like, all right I'll, I'll go for it and um what that, years was this this and was what kind of stuff were they involved in back then uh for myself uh man they're all like old ass bands they're just going to forums and talking about their old times and shit you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not to talk shit you know what i'm saying yeah, you know yeah, and yeah. of course you know uh giving their opinions but there was actually in 2006 uh in 2006 there was a big thing uh going on and that was the no on hr 44 37 okay. immigrants rights march Okay. I think Piolin actually helped uh, uh, <laughs> lead that. I know he he has a bad rap now, but he was putting it down, man. You know, on uh, okay. na everyone, everyone sells out radio. eventually, dude. Yeah, eventually, man. <laughs> like you on this podcast. <laughs> uh, hey, as long as I get that check coming, it's all oh, good. Shit. <laughs> we have some bad news. Oh fuck. <laughs> we didn't have to talk about that. Um, nah, but uh, you know. Uh, yeah, they, they started, uh, you know, everybody was talking about this big immigrants' rights march and shit, so I, I started getting involved, and that's when I first got to know D-Book. Mm. Uh, so that we were part of this alternative collective of uh, different organizations and shit like that, um, that we, we thought that the immigrants' rights march needed an alternative voice, um, and so D-Book was part of that coalition. Um, I joined as an individual, Black Berets, different organizations and um uh what do you call it so you know we ended up getting what we fought for immigrants rights you know what ended up leading to that was i, I think the dream act mm. was actually what ended up uh, being a result of that and uh, we had a separate action because that was on may day may 1st 2006 on uh, single de mile may 5th 2006 uh we decided to push push uh the movement so we had a little action on King and Story while everybody was cruising and shit right there on King and Story. And uh, um, what do you call it? We were fighting for immigrant rights and also bringing attention to uh, police brutality, hmm. which has always been a big issue with the Rasa out here. So uh, I, I was one of six uh, individuals that we were we were beaten by police and incarcerated. And uh, upon release... I just I just knew I had to do something with debug, so I went straight to debug, and I pretty much haven't left ever since. <laughs> yeah. What did that involve initially for your involvement with debug? Like, what were you doing? You helping organize, or yeah. yeah, we were helping organize. So on that 2006, uh, we we're helping to organize the No on HR 4437 uh, Immigrants Rights March in 2006 or the May Day March, and. Uh, uh, I actually helped organize uh, the sound. So I mm. got the sound together, sound mm. equipment, because mm. I had already been spinning or DJing and shit like that. So, you know, 
just brought my my talent yeah to the table yeah yeah to benefit the cause you know yeah. so yeah and actually uh probably the most fucking powerful thing as an individual will change this is what changed my life because before that i started barely dabbling into this shit right but before that you know i was like you know out there gang banging drinking acting a fool you know doing stupid ass shit and um and uh so on that day 2006 i was on the stage right and um and everyone started running to us because we had this flatbed truck you know all the dj equipment on top of the shit big ass speakers and we had a giant mexican flag on the back side that shit was like humongous <laughs> and so a bunch of people started hopping hey uh, uh no one wants to march everyone's scared of march because you're talking about this is uh, traffic hour. If you ever been on King of Story during yeah. traffic hour, forget about it. You know. Yeah. And um, and so um, so there was like this paisa that hopped on the stage. That ponle esto, ponle esto. <laughs> and it was uh, Tigres del Norte, somos más americanos. And nice. so I played that shit. It was a CD. Yeah. You know, back when CDs used to <laughs> be around. <laughs> I played the fucking <clears throat> CD. And fucking, we took over that street. Everybody was scared, eh? I put that on. There was thousands and thousands of people, but they were in the parking lots on the sidewalks. No one wanted to take the fucking streets. Yeah. So we played that shit, and everybody, like, screamed, yelled, went crazy, eh? That's crazy. And they followed us like a fucking, like a herd, eh? Yeah. They followed the flatbed truck. Big-ass Mexican flag, Somos Mas Americanos. There was a mic on stage, people chanting and shit. We took over that shit, and... You know, we fucking took our asses all the way to City Hall. That shit was fucking crazy. Like, I was on a flatbed truck, so I was, you know, I was high. Yeah. You feel me? And as far as I could see, there was white t-shirts because everybody was wearing white t-shirts. It was fucking... And this was a single It was like a fucking ocean, eh? Huh? It was a single in mile, 2006? No, this was May Day, May 1st. So it was the... Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When uh, when the movie of this event gets made, like, what actor do you want playing yourself? Like, what? <laughs> He's got to be a handsome vato. I don't know. Michael uh... Pena, for sure. <laughs> Michael Pena plays everyone. So, sorry, you actually. It'll uh... probably be the same old fucking Chicano dude that plays everybody. Yeah, it's, about it's a trick question. <laughs> oh, shit. What choices do I have? Uh, Michael Pena. Then Edward, the other guy, the, Edward the guy, like Edward James almost. <laughs> <laughs> he's too old. He's too old. <laughs> Fuck, yeah, dude. Maybe me, him. dude. I just gotta shave you my head. You might be the one. They just shave the beard, <laughs> chop off the head, oh, shit. <laughs> the hair. Wait, so um, when that was going on, um, you guys went all the way from Eastside San Jose to downtown. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. I mean, it, it was it's kind of a tradition. So one yeah. thing about San Jose, like King and Story, yeah. is a mecca for low riding and cruising. Right, but it's also for marching. So um, that's where the marches would always start at. Yeah. The real big marches yeah. always, or the actions and yeah. protests, always on King and Story for sure. Yeah. Do you consider it's, this is slightly off topic, but I feel like um, whenever I talk to Jose, it's like uh, talking to like a fucking like. Do you consider yourself almost like an archivist or like a historian, Chicano historian of sorts? Because yeah, the I think the shit about the lowriders that um, you know we've talked about uh, plenty, uh, whatever. But like I feel like that yeah. that's something that a lot of people I feel like don't know. When I when I think right. when I thought of lowriders like you know five years ago, it was like oh, it was an L.A. thing. It's yeah, started in L.A. It's yeah. you know Teen Angel, the like the the most people the, think that the gang artwork and shit. So, yeah. So let most people know what what the fuck is really good. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Uh, so as a youngster, because you know you got to understand before the gentrification, before the recession, you know what I'm saying? When um, I was talking about the computer tech jobs and shit mm-hmm. like that, there's mm-hmm. a lot of motherfuckers getting good jobs out here, right? You know, uh, San Jose never throwing that really, money uh, right into low riders. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and San Jose's never been that crazy. I mean. Uh, you know, even in during the '90s, like our murder rate wasn't as high as other cities of of our size. Yeah, the murder city was fucking EPA. Bro. EPA, that was yeah. the nation's top murder capital, and, and that's just small. Tiny. Yeah, and that's tiny. Yeah, Fuck. yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, I would always hear uh, what I'm getting into is like growing up. You know, you hear the stories, you know, about King and Story, and King and Story was already cracking when I was growing up. 
but I had no idea of the 70s or like the mid 80s because I was too young. Uh, so I would always hear the story. So there was actually, um, there was actually a, like an exhibit at the Mexican Heritage Plaza called uh, Mi Coche, Mi Cultura. And so what they had was a bunch of flyers and images and pictures of that time and era. And so that's when the, the stories came to life for me. And and so as I educated myself, you know, I, I, I ended up finding out that, you know, Lowrider Magazine actually started in San Juan, uh, started from sunny Madrid, which was uh, uh, was from San Juan, went to San Jose State University, went to Independence High School, um, uh, Andy's Hydraulics, Andy Douglas, which was actually a white boy, but he kicked it with Nambarasa, <laughs> uh, went to Oberfeld High School. Uh, he ended up inventing the first commercial uh, uh, hydraulic kit. He's like the Steve Jobs of our community. Simon, Simon. <laughs> and he's yeah. white, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he was he was down, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no one ever gave him shit for it. So um, um, there's also uh, you know Teen Angel, another white man, uh, but he got his career out here, uh, hooked up uh, with Lowrider Magazine, hooked up with Sunny Madrid. Uh, Sunny's actually um, Sunny and Teen Angel are actually compadres, hmm. um, you know. Uh, and then uh, what else started out here, man? Uh, uh, just about uh, oh yeah the homies the little characters cartoon characters mm -hmm. yeah uh, that Vato, uh he's from um, he's from Richmond uh, but uh, he actually went to San Jose State University got his breakthrough Lowrider magazine which was all right here at some point anyways it was through this exhibit that I really got empowered and these stories that I heard had really come to life and so I I thought that something kind of had to had to be done. You know, why Why is it every single time low riding is mentioned or the Cholo styles mentioned, it's a L.A. thing when, in fact, that's not true. You know, Cesar Chavez was, was cruising in a bomb <laughs> as a pachuco back in the oh, 40s out here in Sanjo. So how did it come from L.A. if that cultura goes way back? And I'm not saying it started from Sanjo, but I'm just saying we have roots and we put it down and we contributed. Um, you know, and so wait, were you serious? Cesar Chavez was actually writing in low writers out here. Yeah, he was they in a bomb. We're not supposed to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's fake news. <laughs> I know I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I know I'm tainting all them we're conservatives. Gonna, gonna, he wasn't a pachuco lama, but he was a pachuco. That man was born in a cabbage patch. <laughs> the earth. <laughs> He was like went downstream like like Moses. You see those images of like you know the Aztec warriors being born out of corn. That was Cesar Chavez. <laughs> Damn near. They try to make him a, a a saint actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh really? Like a literal saint? A literal saint. <laughs> yeah. Was he, I guess he was Catholic. Yeah, he was Catholic. Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have performed a miracle, right? I I think at least three miracles oh, or witnessed three? three miracles. Oh shit! What would be one of the miracles that Cesar Chavez uh, witnessed or performed? Let's, let's brainstorm <laughs> no. right here. Let's get uh, ourselves into hot water. He had a lowrider. Uh, it he came off the ground. He water, he started water turned to grapes or something. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. He went from water to no. That's the constellation brands we got. Oh yeah, there you go. That's oh right. shit! Oh fuck! You fucking <laughs> up, get man. Get into that. Chale con course. He turned water into course. <laughs> to Budweiser. <Cesar> Chavez. <laughs> Budweiser is the beer that Mexicans famously flock to for some reason. It, it depends what state you're in. <laughs> shit, no. Okay, but... so now you've learned that Cesar Chavez was writing a was a pachuco. Right, right, right. Okay. So, so I guess what I was getting into is, uh, so I actually started this, uh, this uh, uh, ended up being what's now more of a market and movement, uh, but it's uh, Soleto's Ball. So I started that is uh, uh, in 2009. It was the first uh, uh, gig where Rasa were, were spinning records, uh, you know, and specifically oldies. Started having a bunch of cholo shit on the flyers, uh, 2009. So it. It really took off, um, you know. Uh, There's a whole other aspect of another Jose's fucking aspect. Sort of like um, what you what you do on a day to day, week to week, year to year basis. You do all the. So like that the, was a record label or an event or what? No, nah, it was an event. So okay. you know, right now there's like there's a million uh, vinyl nights, sure. all these nights. Sure. You know, you have people like uh, Duran Jones and uh, Jack Moves and uh, Bobby Rosa. These different groups uh, that are recording, but 
Chicano two, Batman. Chicano Batman. What are your thoughts on Chicano Batman? Do you, is it okay that they use that name? Yeah, fuck yeah, it's just tight. It's cool. Tight, tight. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah, what about so you, uh, Chicano Superman, <laughs> Aquaman, <laughs> Chicano Aquaman. Aquaman was never really the uh, uh, too popular in DC popular. though. Yeah, you know maybe a Superman, Chicano Chicano Hulk. But Superman <laughs> has a double meaning, you know, like uh, you know you don't really want to be a captain. You feel me and put on a cape. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, that was a stupid ass <laughs> question. That's a stupid ass question. It's not a stupid ass question. <laughs> The people want to know, you know, superheroes are popping right now. The I guess they could be a made. Chicano Spawn. Fuck it. Chicano Spawn. Okay. Chicano Shaft. Hey, they could be a Chicano, Chicano Wonder Woman. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? I have a Chicano Shaft. A Chicano <laughs> fucking Chicano Catwoman, homie. Fuck it. I'm down with that for sure. Fuck. So Little's Ball, you started the yeah. the, the the event. And yeah, yeah. 2009, right? You said 2009. 2009. So it was a different time because that back then, you got to understand the hyphy movement was kicking. Oh, right. So a lot of what uh, is the hyphy movie? Uh, Mac Dre. It's it's basically what I would I would probably call like the Bay Area's version of the the South. You know when yeah. the South was real trill, popular in like rap trill. music. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that was like kicking real hard. So a lot of a lot of Chicanos, uh, you know, that grew up just as I did. You know, they started putting down the Dickies and putting up like Jordans and you know, ripped jeans or I don't know, you know, whatever the fuck they used to wear. Yeah. <laughs> and um and they stopped listening to the oldies and started listening to Mac Dre and and uh shit like that. Which nothing wrong with that, but I think there was something lost in that. And 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 I think in addition it's like this is also a time and era where, you know, you always gotta have the new shit. The new technology. So for me to bust out with some records you're fucking crazy. Like, what is it? You're poor. <laughs> we should get you like that. You can't afford the new fucking yeah, Serato or the new digitized yeah. something of another. You don't. Have, you know, you could put that on a laptop. You know, <laughs> people didn't understand it. And then yeah. on top of that, we weren't spinning like the common oldies. We we're spinning rare oldies, rare and hard to find oldies. So, which is another fucking. We were like the underdogs of the underdogs of the underdogs and we just said fuck it you know you're like and a hardcore hipster <laughs> you're ahead of your time in there well hipster i wouldn't accept I, the I term know, man i wouldn't Chips accept stiddle? the term cheap chipster that's chicano hipster nah I, no. it's just straight chicano I'm man there wasn't no such right here, 2009 there wasn't no such thing as that shit there was no i never even you i barely even knew what a chipster you was were a trailblazer <laughs> you were the first one actually were, fuck that <laughs> hell no nah. you were out there doing the vinyl dude <laughs> It doesn't get any more hipster than that. It, it ain't hipster, though. It's okay. just Chicano shit. Hipsters want to be like you. How, how would we put it that way? Maybe. That might be the case. I can't, I can't I can't. speak for nobody, but, yeah, we we wasn't no chipsters, no hipsters. We were just fucking raza, man, from the hood and, and putting it down and not giving a fuck and putting it down for the cultura. Any, anyways, that shit really blew up, you know, since... What was that like, though? Like, like, how big were the parties initially, and how big did it get? Like, how many people? Where did you have those? Like, what were the what was the vibe like for that those parties? I mean, you know, the the vibe was uh, how many women got pregnant because <laughs> of these parties? Yo, did Jesus, it did was you, guaranteed did you... at least one one woman getting pregnant every single night. Nice, hell yeah, yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nah, nah, yeah. That's, that's real shit. Like, we told you to be rock love music, yeah, homie. Yeah, I mean, hey. somebody's gonna make some love. <laughs> And yeah. only life comes out of love. Yeah, statistically, condoms right. break. <laughs> even if you're careful, you know. you. Right. Yeah. Hey, is, as long as you're claiming the babies, you're taking care of the kids. There you go. Do what you do. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Take care of your kids. Take Hell care yeah. of your old ladies, homie. You Hell know what yeah. I'm saying? Beautiful message. Right. Jesus, did you know that, that for real, um, Jose is like famous, like oldies... Like not just here in the Bay Area, but like anywhere where there's oldies, everybody. See, you knows. know it as Chipster, cause that's a lot of the shit that's out right now. Motherfuckers are like, they ain't really from the hood. Like they, they might dress the part, but they never gang banged. They never been locked up in their lives. Yeah, you know, I come from a different, a different avenue where that was us growing up. We weren't yeah, yeah, trying to be yeah. anything but ourselves. We were just like, we're going to be us. Yeah. Fuck it if people don't like it. And, and as a result, it kind of became popular to yeah. the raza as a whole, no matter where they came yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Um, yeah. And now even more than that, I feel like Chicano culture is also kind of being... Right now, it's trendy. There's a yeah. lot of people who like yeah. the fucking the flannels and the... Yeah. 
And uh, please don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a North Face jacket on. Or I'm <laughs> Patagonia. Patagonia right now. <laughs> No, we're no okay, we're safe. You. I'm just fucking. No, as, long no. as, as long as you're with me, you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> if you go against me, I can't promise you your safety. <laughs> so how, how long did Solito's Ball run exactly? How, for how long did it, y'all it, throw it ran them? for a good like seven years and shit? Yeah. So what what would y'all do? Y'all would just post up, play some music. Yeah, play play oldies, hard to find uh, oldies, man. And we had uh, different collectors. It was always actually open tables. Uh, so uh, a lot of people don't know that, but it was open table. So if man, if you were collecting, you had some rare shit, you know, you show up, come through, yeah, for That's sure. Terrible. And uh, another thing that people don't know is that Soleto's Ball was like, because uh, it eventually became a club, and it was uh, uh, not a gang, right? Not, not a nah, fuck that. <laughs> uh, but it was actually mostly women. Um, we had all have always had uh, a, a a female uh, VP, and it's mostly been women. That's really uh, that was running the, the organization basically, mm. and it wasn't intentionally. We weren't on a feminist trip or, you know, LGBT trip or none like that. It's just like you know they put it down. You get credit where it's due. You know what I'm saying? And and a lot of the women were putting it down. You know what Dude, I'm saying? And organize because it takes a lot to organize a, yeah. a gig. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. it was all nonprofit. So you know, if you were doing shit, it was for the love and all of us really put it down for the love and uh it's, it's been a definitely a beautiful ride like you know one thing that i say is like we haven't had so little's ball in a few years now as I, I pretty much i close the doors but i mean even without us the movement hasn't stopped it's only yeah. growing you know what i'm saying like uh um do you think you, you guys are kind of like a precursor to groups like truly the vinyl club and stuff like that where there wasn't nobody else before us right I mean, as far as, and, 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 and this is what I'm, well, this is what I'm saying, like, uh, uh, Rare Oldies Collecting has been around before Soleto's Ball is going to be here after, but what's made Soleto's Ball different is that we did it publicly. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, yeah. we, we yeah. did it as an event, yeah. you know, and captured a lot of people's attention. So, like, there's been other groups or individuals, you know, yeah. but we made something that was only existing on rare oldie CDs, only existing on YouTube videos, only existing in the collections of, of collectors in their bedrooms and their in their fucking garages. Mm -hmm. And we 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 it went from just being some underground thing to to touching the surface. And that's all we did. What would y'all have? But before us there wasn't really like vinyl nights, oldies nights. Right, right. Cholo fucking <laughs> que la chingada. You know what I mean? Wasn't right. none of that shit going on. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, where would y'all have them? Where would y'all like go and? I mean, Sano was fucking tough, you know. So we, they wouldn't let us in none of these fucking clubs. Shit, you know. So we would, we would get down at restaurants, you know. Yeah. They keep the bar, we keep the door, you huh. know. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. Sano is like it's it's it, people trip out because we got we have more raza than Frisco and Oakland combined. I could go to Frisco all day. Oakland all day, they got a red carpet for me, open doors. Again, it's fucking celebrity, but yeah. <laughs> Sano, fuck, I, I, you know, I got to pay the cops, I got to pay the insurance, I got to pay fucking deposit. By the time you're done doing all that, forget about it, you know, you're just yeah. uh, a community thing. Hmm. It ain't it ain't cracking, so we, we just do things in the restaurants and shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, San Jose has always had a weird nightlife vibe since I kind of moved out here in the late 90s and like yeah very out. suppressed very conservative well just very like kind of like 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 whack corporate like if you go downtown yeah. san jose like tunes or whatever you know like more like just kind of like tunes or the lounge the... did they open tunes again no i'm just saying back in the day <laughs> oh, okay. how long saying, you been out here since i've been out you here from since, here no but i've been here since 96 dude oh yeah you know what's up so or like you know uh, some true night lounge like they always had like the the goofy lounges you know like I don't know and it was always like you know wear your really nice shit and kind of like buy yeah. a bottle service <laughs> like stupid shit like that yeah um, but it was ne it never felt homegrown it always felt kind of like like yeah like somebody was just trying to make a buck yeah you know that's kind of what it felt like to me although tunes and I think ultimately they paid the price though because uh the nightlife is pretty dead. Yeah, it is pretty dead. It didn't last. None of that stuff yeah. felt real. Uh huh. And tunes actually did kind of feel real sometimes, but in like a like I used to always see fights at tunes. 
I used to see like I, I remember going in there was like you know short skirt contest or like just gimmicky <laughs> shit like that yeah. tunes all the time. <laughs> and, and they would never let me now the motherfucker. Why? What'd you do? They not. Nah, they you didn't like how, how you looked. See, that's another thing that the the Soleil's ball was so powerful. We fucking did something just for us because you know they wouldn't let us in a lot of these clubs and shit. Mm. Like the dress code shit, or you know, simple like. Yeah, I mean, just for the look, we would, because yeah, yeah. you would yeah. have to go into tunes and shit like that. A lot of those clubs, yeah. you know, uh, you would have to fucking uh, wear a dress shirt, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You would have to wear a button-up. You button have to up. wear a button-up dress yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even sometimes with the button-up dress shirt, they wouldn't let you in. Yeah. It was definitely button-up, no cap. I mean, if you were, you a, you were a Chicano that looked like me, yeah. it ain't happening. Yeah. You know, the, the next white boy, a bunch of fucking tattoos and shit. Yep. On his neck and all kind of crazy shit. You know, they let him right in, but someone like me, oh, I'm sorry, sir, it's gang tattoos. We can't have you. No, I'm sorry. Get the fuck out of here. You know, it's <laughs> like, man, fuck that, you know? I'm going to have to let you borrow some North Face. <laughs> <laughs> some turtlenecks. Some Dockers. <laughs> <laughs> some, uh, some New Balance. <laughs> new <Shit>. Balance. <laughs> Oh shit! We're gonna go clubbing in some uh, Dockers and North. We're gonna film it. We're gonna <laughs> there film. we go. Jose going in. Shit. To oh. ultra. So vape what are we talking lounge. about now? Fucking <laughs> 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 the wax at Jose nightlife. Okay? Yeah, man. How you made something dope, obviously. Yeah. To I mean, what's that, cool is that, that, like, when you when you realize that you know you're part of the community, but uh, a space doesn't exist for you. You guys went out and created that space. Yeah, for sure. Right? <laughs> and you created like something strong and personal that people right. connected to that was ahead of its time. For sure. Um, For sure. What, what, I mean, what was that like when you're running a nonprofit like that? I think initially it's like really exciting and you have a lot of gas and whatever. But then after a while, clearly, like it's like, damn, like it's difficult to keep things up when you're not making money and you have responsibilities right. and that sort of stuff. Right. Like, right. What was right. the kind of arc of the Soleros uh, ball like? And kind of why why did you end up like what was it at its peak and why did you end up kind of winding it down? Yeah, yeah, you know I think that uh, um, when I first started doing this, I was uh, and probably people were tripping the fuck out because I was like, you know, a lot of collectors are they were older and mm-hmm. a lot of the crowd has always been older, you yeah. know, in the forties and fifties. Yeah, you know, nothing uh, wrong with that. Uh, <laughs> mid to late thirties, <laughs> I was twenty about twenty four twenty five. Yeah, when I first started doing this, I was just a madman with the no vision, and um, and so a lot of us were young, and a lot of the homegirls that were part of Soleto's Ball, you know, they were about the same, uh, same age, and it was, a, and I think it was a unique age because we got yeah. to see the world, we got to see San Home, we got to see the Bay Area before Hyphy, we got to see it before the smartphone. Yeah. <laughs> before uh Facebook and MySpace yep. and fucking yep. uh Instagram and we were just trying to keep that going. That's yeah. all it really was. And um so I think that, you know, there was so much excitement at the beginning. It's it's like a marriage, you know, or like a yeah. relationship. Yeah. The first time you hook up, you know, you can't yeah. get your hands off each other. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then <laughs> it's not get too detailed. And then here. a couple months later you're <laughs> up each other's throats, you know. But nah, uh, you know, I th- I think that you know, Soleto's ball. A lot of us got older. People yeah. wanted to settle down. Mm. Yeah. You know, uh, I uh, you know, I started with no kids. You know, uh, seven years later, I had three of them. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, uh, and then uh, Debug opened his door because I I was working for other organizations and shit. So Debug up opened his door, and so I knew that if I was gonna work at Debug, and also if I was gonna take on my record label, um. um I was there was no way I could put attention to all these things. Yeah. And so sure. I had to let some go. So my dream was to actually keep it going. Uh but unfortunately, you know, it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hard thing to balance, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know. Um it's good though. You you're talking about the label, right? You're still decided to kind of take it into that direction. You're right, still doing right. that. Tell us a little bit about the genesis of that and how right, right. You know, what you're doing with that. I, I think and I how just, you're like the Pharrell of San Jose, basically. The Pharrell. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing a beautiful hat right now. A nice moose. Yeah. Like, he's kinda slick hat. though, you know. He yeah. he's always fitted. That yeah. motherfucker got good jeans though. I don't yeah, know if right. I can compete with that. Yeah, he's like sixty years old. He's like eighty years old, look like fucking sixteen. <laughs> Um, I gotta, I gotta eat whatever he's fucking eating, for real. Uh, but uh, no, um, 
Uh, I think that um, I seen something that, you know, I had uh, largely impacted and created. Uh, of course, I didn't do it alone. A lot of other collectors, a lot of other individuals, you know, that, you know, made this movement what it is today. Uh, but I had seen myself, you know, where, um, you know, like I seen a lot of now a lot of the labels, right? A lot of the independent labels, uh, you know, on a worldwide uh, level, they're c catering to Raza, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like, for example, there's the new Duran Jones cruising in the park. It's a cruising video. Um, you know, um, you got Bobby Rosa from Finland, um, you know definitely cater to us a lot of the music is catered to us now because of the movement and market that we've done you know spark out here and um but i i i i've yet to really and i and now a lot of what's cool now is a lot of artists are getting a lot of chicano artists are getting picked up now yeah. you know um which is which is cool too but i think as raza it's important to be on the same table as other individuals, not just as consumers and not just as the middlemen. And so, you know, they're sure there's Chicano bands. There's obviously, you know, us as Chicanos, we don't give a fuck what race you are. You know, we don't give a fuck how you look like. If you got that sound, mm -hmm. you know, that, that, uh, oldies, uh, sound, um, harmony sound, like we'll fuck with it. But, I don't want, I'm not, for me personally, because I'm also political, I'm not content with just being a consumer. I want to sit on the same table. So I decided, well, you know what? I'm going to start my own label and, and push uh, uh, some Chicano artists out there. And so uh, I, I started a group called The Baby Cuffs or The Baby Cuffs. Um, and so I put out a record um, in 2017. And then uh, Timmy and Records uh, gave us an opportunity to put a single out on their label last year and then uh this year i got a, i did a little reissue for a group called sueños based out of uh sacramento that uh they were recording during the 80s so i reissued some of their shit on 45. what's the name of the record label just so i don't think oh we're... raza del sol raza del but sol. it's a uh, uh, s-o-u-l you know soul music yeah that's raza that's his sol. instagram handle so follow him you're about yeah. to get hella likes bro <laughs> I'm trying least, to go platinum, homie. At least seven, maybe. I'm telling you, I've been waiting for my break, motherfucker. Uh, this <laughs> might be it. <laughs> you come to the wrong place. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Nah. Um, this false were... advertisement, man. This is not the fucking deal we made, eh? You, you mentioned that, uh, you know, like you're from uh, an age, and I think we're about the same age. I'm a little bit older, but, you know, you were, you were like a teenager and kind of an adult before the internet um social media mm -hmm. kind of yeah whatever right and so there's a different perspective with that and especially with social activism hmm. and um using those means for that i mean it sounds like you started initially as like literally like a an on the on the ground on you know boots on the ground sort of organizer and using whatever means that were kind of non-digital back then to organize and obviously now everyone is using, you know, whatever it is like Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. But there's also a little bit of backlash with regards to kind of woke culture online and its effectiveness and, and whether people are just focusing on the digital message as opposed to the actual action. Huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, actually, like this week, right, Obama said something to that effect. I forget the quote exactly. Did you hear about this? What yeah. did Obama say? Let, let's see what this motherfucker said. He's like criticized woke culture. Yeah. Criticized woke. There's there's a culture called woke. Yeah. You're speaking. You're looking at I'm one a right now. You're looking at you're looking at it's one like, of its uh... right here, dude. Look look no <laughs> <Yeah>. further. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> okay, so he says he says. Um, okay, let's see. Let me look up. The quote. Let's see what uh, how he criticized the woke Aryans. Yeah, yeah. It was more or less see, what woke Aryans. Rhymes with Aryan, homie. <laughs> so we already have an issue, homie, with that Wolgarian shit. Wolgarian. You know, it's from that's probably why he had away. an issue with it. Stay it's away, family. It's because Sammy's from Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you put the whack in Wakanda. <laughs> uh, what do you say, man? Okay, Come on. Okay, hold on, hold on. Where's hold the on. fucking news at? Okay, New York Post. For all our gripes and policies, we've always warning about woke culture. Speaking about youth activism at the Obama Summit Foundation, Foundation Summit, he had a word of advice for young people who want to change the world. Quote, the idea of purity and that you're never compromised and you're always polit politically woke and all that stuff, you should get over that quickly. 
the world is messy. There are ambiguities. People who do really good stuff have flaws. People who you are fighting may love their kids and share certain things with you. Hmm. That's interesting. Why Why did he feel he had to take a stab at, it, the, at the woke shit? And then he <laughs> said, today's youth think, if I tweet or hashtag about how you didn't do something right or use the wrong word or verb, then I can sit back and feel pretty good about myself. Because, yeah, man, that's the problem, you see yeah. how woke I was? I called you out. That's not activism. Mm. I, I could feel it, uh, you know. Uh, and it's no you know, way I to come, make I positive. I come from energy. a different generation, yeah. so it's like, you know, uh, and outside of the political realm, like, you know, I come from a generation, and maybe it's because of the neighborhood I grew up in. If you were talking some shit, you had to be about it, or yeah. you were going to get called out. And I don't mean called out on the internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you get your fucking face cracked, homie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, if you were saying you're something and someone sees you selling wolf tickets, you're basically donating all your personal items to the community from that moment forward. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, it was different. And I think that now I'm not sure if there's that much accountability anymore <laughs> on individuals on what they say and who are they trying to portray. Right. You know, like back in the days, they used to say, you know, don't lie to kick it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, don't lie to kick it, homie. You know, <laughs> like, if you're a square, homie, stay up in the pad, do your homework, listen to your parents, don't try to kick it out here, because if you kick it out here and try to kick it, you're going to get jacked, you're going to get stopped, you're going to get tested. And so now I think that space has probably been uh, replaced by the internet. Yeah. And I'm not young, I'm not in high school, so I don't, I can't, I can only speculate, you know, yeah, yeah. that experience. Yeah. But I, I could feel it, like, um, you know, because everything is for sure uh, not clear. Yeah. Um, and, but I think that, you know, the, the woke shit, and, and, I, and Spencer, if I'm wrong, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's from my experience and the first time I dealt with this sort of thing, yeah. woke thing or some shit, um, <laughs> you know, is uh, I, I went to this program called Public Allies, and I had, uh, it was basically like... Uh, paid internship uh -huh. um, to learn how to organize and get a career out of it. Nice. I was yeah. the only homie both years. Was right? it most of, What was mostly the demographic? It was a lot of, I guess, see, I don't use the word POC or people of color. Yeah. But it was people that would refer themselves as POC. Okay. You know, so it was mostly like... But no Chicanos, no dudes, no Chicano men or what? What are you saying? I, I well, if there was... Latinos, yeah. there wasn't too many like me sure. that comes from that came from a neighborhood sure. like me, right? Yeah. Um, and so, but there was a lot of individuals. Yeah, they might have been raza, maybe they were black or Asian or sure. what have you. Uh, but a lot of them um, were were a little more privileged for sure. sure. They're coming. They're either they. A lot of them had AA degrees, BA degrees, and masters and shit. Trying yeah. to figure out what they want to do with their careers and their career path. Sure. You know, so they wanted to get their hands uh, wet or their hands dirty yeah. before they step into the field. Yeah. Right after getting their degrees. And so a lot of the shit that I've noticed that they were talking about was from the books, from mm -hmm. the classes, from groups like Mecha yeah. and other type of mm -hmm. you know. Uh, groups like that you know yeah. what i'm saying and it was the first time i uh i i came uh, in contact with stuff like that you yeah. know my concern you know growing up you know uh you know drugs alcohol violence staying out the fucking system you know and they're talking more so on, like it seems like the concerns there are more on academic mm -hmm. Uh, now, I don't want to say intellectual because I consider myself an intellectual. Sure. I just don't have a fucking degree to back it up. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's more on this sort of intellectual, like, harm, car, uh, you know, what, how, how do they say carpent, uh, uh, fucking. Compartmentalized? Yeah, that shit. Why do you say that? Com compartmentalized. See, even he has. <laughs> I was one of the guys you're talking about. <laughs> but, like, you know, so, uh, I, so for example, uh, there was, and I always tell this story. There was, um, there was, uh, uh, there was this uh, situation where you know it was getting real ugly, right? You know, screaming, yelling, emotions, boogers coming out the fucking nose. Oh, you know, shit. over the term, um, uh, you guys, okay. like, hey, you guys, 
you know, can you um, come over here? Hey, you guys, I have some pizza for you. Hey, you guys. So uh, individuals in the group have felt that, you know, you guys was a disrespectful term because it only refers to the men in the group. So there was an agreement um, that uh, you guys should be uh, changed into uh, y'all. And there, so there was a group agreement. Let's stop saying you guys. Let's say y'all. Uh -huh. And so everyone had agreed on y'all. <laughs> Like 40 of us, uh -huh. different backgrounds, sure. um, but very few from like the hood. And, um, but the thing is, is that some people, this is the first time they're fucking hearing this. I've been saying you guys my whole life, you know, there was people that slipped uh -huh. and as soon as they slipped, oh. they got fucking, uh, thrown. Canceled. They got me too. <laughs> they got, yeah. they got me too. They got yeah. thrown and yeah. crucified and burnt at the stake in the whole woo-wop. Yeah. And there was this one individual, she was, uh, uh, I think I was partnered with her, um, you know, as leaders. Sure. Right. There was this one time, right. It got real, like I'm yelling, screaming, emotional. Right. And I'm, and I'm all trying to tell her, listen, you know, this is the first time they're hearing this. You got to give it time. You can't, Always just, you know, just treat people like this because they slip on slipped on an agreement that uh -huh. you feel yeah. a certain way about it. You know what I'm saying? But that person, it takes time. Sure. You know, they not pe people don't see you guys as a disrespectful term yeah. when they say it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we all agree. So for sure, that person needs to, uh, you know, give, you know, they agreed. So they got to put it down and fucking agree right yeah but it's just gonna take time yeah and she she was like nah that's not an excuse yada 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 you know the whole woo wop um <laughs> eventually at some point right the same individual you know that was just kind of had it with the whole everyone fucking up on the you guys was, <laughs> was fucking <laughs> chopping heads off and wow. shit like every wow. time someone said you guys wow. she had a presentation and, and, and she at, accidentally said it right and she fucking said you guys all throughout the motherfucking presentation because she was nervous. She had a little bit of anxiety. Oh, my so God. So it kind of slipped. Hilarious. And, and every single time she said, you guys, she got her head chopped off. <laughs> and fucking, she fucking had her head down, went crying. And I was like, I didn't say nothing to her, but I'm just like, this fucking shit's fucking crazy. Like, yeah. you were fucking tearing down this other person. Yeah. Now you got a piece of your own medicine. And that's yeah. what I think that this, a lot of shit is going on now with yeah. the woke, um, yeah. you know, shit. That's whatever the fuck it yeah. is. Yeah. You know? I think, yeah, I think it's easy for, uh, for people to feel self-righteous online. So if you call someone out for saying something incorrectly. Yeah. They they immediately get that gratification like oh I'm better than this person I'm not saying these words and this person is so I'm a better person. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up was <clears throat> even though you're saying that you're from a different generation all this shit I do feel that you have like what um, my cousin what Jesus was saying earlier was that you oh, were you guys your cousins yeah primos yeah yeah first cousin oh, yeah. so like um. Uh, he was saying that in, when in 2006 at the Mayday thing you had the, the pickup truck and you're playing fucking Los Tigres out of the yeah. thing that's how you use your um, um, what, what what was there you made the best of it and right. you made it happen right and so I still feel that that's true even though you're saying like <laughs> that you're from a different generation that I do think you have a like a good grasp on how social media works and you do use it to your uh, advantage yeah, whether yeah, it's through sure. debug shit or on Raza del Sol yeah, sure. like you're a really good self promoter so i think you're you're aware of the tools and you know yeah. how to use them for your advantage and right. that that's dope to see as as opposed to uh, you doing something like what we're talking about right now trying to be self righteous or trying to prove that you're better than someone for whatever reason i think that you're really good at like basically like getting people like talking to people mm. um via social media i think mm -hmm, that's why mm -hmm. that's what's dope i think you're doing the same shit that yeah. you were doing in 2006 with the fucking pickup truck but now with instagram and yeah for sure <clears throat> it's a it's a hell of a tool for sure i mean um uh definitely even without social media uh i don't think that um what well, well the 2006 march you know would have fucking it happened not because of the internet. It happened to, largely because of Yolene and the radio. I was right? going to say radio, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, radio's a big um, thing in terms of getting people out back then. Yeah, for back sure. then, for sure. Yeah. Um, so you need for, some sort of something to amplify the message need, anyway. Yeah. I think, yeah, you said it. Like, you yeah. need something to amplify the message. Yeah. And even with Soleto's Ball, like, uh, with the Soleto's Ball, like, 
uh, at that point, I think MySpace was around. Oh, so that shit. Helped, mm-hmm. You know, because it was <laughs> a trip. It's like, would love to see we, would get, <laughs> we would get motherfuckers from all over. Really? Fucking yeah. people would come from Colorado, what Arizona, the L.A., fucking just to go to the Soleto's Ball and shit, you huh. know? And, it, and, of course, they only heard about it through social media because it's free advertisement, right? Right, right. You know, every time you put some shit out, it's free advertisement. You know, I guess now you can pay now. Right. You know. Boost, um, but, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's definitely a tool. It's it, it's a tool that needs to be used for sure. Right, right. Yeah. Huh. Shit. So what's next, man? What are you working on next with your music? I know you guys work together here, and so most of the activism you do is probably through Debug now, right? The project. Yeah, yeah, there. for sure, for sure. But what's up next with uh, Rasa Lazo Records, and what do you kind of what what are the goals for that? What do you want to do with that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I actually have uh, uh, Juan Yerbas on my next project. Nice. <laughs> He's doing lead uh, nice. on this harmony group. Nice. Um, yeah. Nah. <laughs> I'm just nice. fucking around. Uh, damn. I mean, you, uh, you know, right you know now. He's a musician, right? He plays guitar. Is that right? We might have to recruit you. We'll he, jump you in. I mean, drop some licks for we'll you. We'll jump man. you in. What does that mean? I'm scared. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just really quickly, I want to say earlier, I thought it was, we've talked about this before, but. Uh, I think it's hilarious that Jose like fucks with this mother shit and and with the Juan Yerba. We haven't we haven't been doing Juan Yerba stuff in a while, but yeah. Uh, it, it just if you had asked me if you like if someone like you would fuck with this mother or kind of chipster <laughs> shit, I would be like probably not. But I feel Fucking like you, cheap stedles, eh? But it's like ever since I started working here, like yerbas was good, yerbas. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> like, no, I, well, you know what? Like, <clears throat> I guess you could say like I had my certain feelings with the, this new stuff, Chipster or whatever it is out there or the Latinx stuff. Like I have obviously, you know, my certain feelings about things. I've taken a lot of bullets cause of it, but I don't, I don't see, I don't see you as a Chipster or a Latinx or a Chicanx or whatever. Right. Like I see you as an individual and I think that as an individual, you're a comedian. And then you also, you had a lot of great input with the activists. Like obviously you know, you do media as your get down, mm-hmm. but a lot of the feedback that you have given uh, is actually help. Uh, you know, the movement for sure here sure. at Debug, like for sure, real shit. You know, so I see you as an individual. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna see you as like my rival. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> fuck that motherfucker <laughs> with the skinny jeans and shit, fucking beard and shit. Fucking, you know? Coming in with espresso and Coming shit. Coming in with espresso, twenty dollar espresso, motherfucker. <laughs> Gluten free. Yeah. Go to the panderia, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, I see you as an individual. That's dope, man. I'm know, sorry. So. Anyways, Saludos Bob, what's what's in store for the future? Or um Raza del Sol. I'm yeah, sorry. Raza del Sol. Uh well, right now I have uh, this. Uh, uh, we just had a, a great event over the weekend. Uh, it was a Sueños uh, forty-year commemoration. Like I said, Sueños is a, a group from the eighties. Um, they're kind of like if if uh, they're kind of like in you know in the movie Selena, mm-hmm. where you got the Dinos, you know right. Selena's parents. Right, they're right. trying to make it. The white the white boys didn't want them in the club. The Mexicanos didn't want them in the club. <laughs> You know, and that's kind of like what Sueños was, right? Gotcha. Even in the 80s. That's dope. You know, you would think we would have progressed mm-hmm. or evolved as a raza, but we still obviously have challenges. Mm. Even during the 80s, still now. Sure. And uh, so they got a record label finally in 80, or a record deal or a record contract in 82, 83, uh, but with a restriction. And that restriction was that it was Mexican music only, Spanish music only. Weird. Um, <laughs> and so... They were Chicanos, so they loved everything, you know, ranchera, uh, cumbia, mm. uh, oldies, funk, right? Right. And so the hardheads and knuckleheads that they were, they were able to get their English music out on singles. But with the compromise that the English music would never be on the LPs, they released two LPs on Luna Records, which was based out of Sanjo during the 80s. Oh, shit. And, um, and uh, English music, on singles, singles only, right, and self-promoted, no distribution. Gotcha. So they would be selling all their shit at like the Tropicana, you know, because there used to be a club right there on King mm-hmm. of Story, the Tropicana. They, mm-hmm. they used to gig there at the lowrider car shows or where, the fucking weddings, quinceañeras, bar mitzvahs, wherever the fuck they gig that, right? Hell yeah. You know? <laughs> Hanukkahs, all that shit, <laughs> you know, and uh, they would sell to forty fives, you know, 
<laughs> Why not? But uh, you know, the, it would Rosh never Hashanah. make the English music would never make the LP. So there was a compromise of one song in particular, which is the most sought after, Rola, theirs, <laughs> and that's uh, "Baby I Love You." On forty five was their first English uh, release, and um, they did a Spanish version for the album, a titled "Mujer Te Amo." Mm. So we said, "Fuck it," you know, thirty forty years later. Let's put it on. Let's reissue the ba- the English "Baby I Love You" and then put "Mujer Te Amo" on the on the, the Spanish version on forty five for the first time nice. as a side B. That's dope. Yeah, for sure. And so, and um, unfortunately, What's the, name of the artist uh, Sueños. Sueños. Okay. Yeah, you can find them on the Instagram. You know, the Instagram stories, music and shit. Fucking YouTube, whatever. Or go to go to rasadelso.com. <laughs> Here we go. Pick is up that rola. You know what I mean? On, is it on in Spotify? Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, that's it right there. Mujer Te Amo. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, so what happened this weekend? Jamie, well, Jamie Zuniga is the, the, uh, the singer, the lead vocalist on both the English and Spanish mm-hmm. side. And unfortunately, he passed away oh, uh, shit. just a week ago. No way. So one week prior Fuck. to the gig. And like, you know, doing this, you don't really do this to fucking go platinum, right? You right. Know, I'm not, I bullshit. Like, I, I, you know, I'm, not, I'm not looking for my big break. I just love doing this shit. Of course, yeah. Documenting, documenting the history and the yeah. cultura, keeping it alive. So it, it was it's it was really unfortunate and a heavy heart Fuck, to hear I that he know passed that. away Jeez. due to cancer. Uh-huh. We knew he had cancer, but we just didn't expect it to hit that that soon. Eh? Right, right. And so, yeah, he passed away just a week before the gig. Wow. The week before the actual release. But he Fuck. was able to get a 45. We're able to put put it in his hands. Nice. Before he passed away. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was it was real cool. I think I thought it was real healing because there was a lot of his family was there in Sacra. We was out there in Sacra in Sacramento. Nice. And, um, yes, all of his families and fr- all of his family and friends was out there and you know, uh, really feeling it was a real good show, but uh, yeah, for sure, that's that's what I got going on right now. Nice. All right, yeah. so yeah, check out Sueños on Spotify or uh, what's your website if they wanted to get like you can actually buy the LP right or the 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 yeah the forty five www dot com and that's S O U L like your soul soul music. Nice. And that's your, also your Instagram handle Raza yes, del Sol. So follow the homie Jose. Juan Yerbas is coming out on the next Rola. <laughs> I'll do some skits, dude. That'd be funny. make him the cover art, you know, with the shirt off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Like, well, we need a new generation Cheech and Chong. There we you know go, man. You so, <laughs> might be the one, but... <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I know you have to go. You have family uh, commitments to go to tonight. Appreciate yeah, we're going to watch Friday. Nice, oh, yeah. dude. Yeah, Rest yeah. in peace, and, John Witherspoon. Yeah, in nice. light of uh, the man's passing, you know, me and my family are going to watch Friday at home. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Just wait about 45 minutes before you go in there. 35, <laughs> 45, 45 minutes. minutes. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Now your kids are going to start. Every time you in the kitchen. <laughs> Craig. <laughs> Now your kids are going to start quoting it. Uh, yeah, I hope shit. they do. Bye, Felicia. You all know, that I, shit. I remember this funny story when I was in high school. Um, my sister worked at a video store. I worked at a video I worked there, too. And she was a manager. Anyway, she used to date this um, this white dude. This is in Texas. These are like southern white people, like basically kind of racist, like <laughs> southern Baptist sort of people. And uh, her, her, her The boy, best kind. The best kind. Oh, oh my shit. God. And uh, I'm only bringing this up because it's a Friday story. But anyway, so like um, her her uh, her boyfriend at the time or whatever was, uh, I think he had borrowed or checked out Friday the tape and left it at home one day. And he lived with his grandparents. His grandparents are like in their late 60s. This is in the 90s, you know. And he came home one day and... Um, he was like, did you watch this movie? And he's like, you know, he could tell like the movie had been watched. And he was like, yeah. He's like, them ends are funny. He's like, that is a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> like a 65-year-old, you know. God, uh, old Southern, white Baptist. Guy. Southern Baptist. Southern Baptist thought that movie was hell. fucking hilarious. So. <laughs> That's funny that he got it. My mom don't get it. Really? Yeah, she watches that show. It's like, I, I don't understand those movies, mijo. Why do you watch stuff like that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just a guy movie or something. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. She thought the same about Up in Smoke because my dad, 
had okay. brought her to the drive-ins and she said everybody was smoking weed. It was the worst <laughs> time of her life. <laughs> she couldn't believe people were doing that. So <laughs> different generation, yeah, you know? So. Exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we appreciate the time. People, please follow Jose on uh, Raza del Sol on Instagram. Check out the shit he's doing there. Support. It's have drop some funny shit on there sometimes, not just your promotional stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. fun Instagram. Just here for the fucking uh, for the what is it? The likes. The, the likes, you, exactly. Young people call it the likes. <laughs> followers. It the followers. TikTok. You're about to start your own TikTok. You said right. <laughs> that would be TikTok? good for music, right? That'd be good for what music. What is that shit? I don't even really know how to explain it. It's just like people use it to like lip sync over songs. They yeah. create little clips. They're like, "It's my favorite song," and they dance to it. I don't know why. The the fuck it's so popular but it's like the new vine basically it's like yeah. the new karaoke uh, it's it's sort of but it's like i don't know why kids love it like all the rappers do it and it, it, i don't know I don't, I don't have one i don't use it myself but mm. but you're about to start one so <laughs> <laughs> all right man starting one yet about it. <laughs> all right thank y'all for listening uh thanks again jose for kicking it with us here people right. hold up hold up remember to leave a like there you go on our iTunes, iPod, I, iTunes, uh, what do you call this? A podcast? The podcast, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. Um, tell your friends about it. Stitcher. Leave a like and remember to subscribe on there. And yeah, tell your friends about it. And if you want more podcasts, we put more on the Patreon for a modest donation of $3 a week, which pays for our internet and stuff like that. So we appreciate it. We actually have been getting more. Deals. Yeah, we've been getting more followers. Little, you know, people like are like clowning or whatever. Oh, you only got ninety dollars, but and then it's like another three, another three. Yeah, and slowly it adds up, and like it's great that we don't have to cover a lot of these expenses because like we're sitting in an office right now that we have to pay rent for and we have to pay internet for and all that stuff. You so, have to pay our guests, yeah. you know, thousands of dollars for appearing. <laughs> Shut your mouth. I actually gave you a good deal though yeah, I usually don't give charge that cheap you know so <laughs> thank you thank you man anyway follow us on check out Patreon uh, that's patreon.com forward slash desmadre you can check out what we're doing there thank you for guys. sure peace <laughs>